0: Do you ever look at your to-do list that's still super long on a Thursday night and think, where did the week go? Do you ever look back on a Friday or Saturday and think, seriously though, what did I do all week? Do you ever look at your important to-dos and realize they've been sitting on your list for weeks and you have no idea when you're actually going to have time to get them done? No, but really, what... Did you do all week? (laughs) If you've ever experienced that feeling, you know, wondering where your week went, if you still find yourself having a massive to-do list on a Thursday and a Friday, and you feel like you don't have time for the important things, even though you know that they're going to make you happier or will help you move the needle in your career or the things that actually have to happen, and you can't figure out when, well, don't worry, you're not alone. And even better, you're not resigned to having to live your life like this. Listen up, my friend. Today, what we're talking about, this can change all of it for you. In fact, this one habit has created more success in my life than any other. And no, I'm not talking about waking up at 4am or drinking green juice or even exercise or meditation, although I'm sure those are all good things in moderation. I'm talking about a small habit that makes a massive impact and has a ripple effect in all aspects of your life. And you can try it this week anytime. The habit It's weekly planning. Maybe you've heard others talk about it, and heck, if you've ever listened to me or worked with me, you've definitely heard me talk about it, and i probably even made you incorporate it into your weeks. But just because you've heard about it, or even if you've tried it, doesn't mean it's going well. I've been planning my weeks for 10 years now, and I've made all the mistakes. I figured out some great tips and tricks that have made it easier for me, and I want to share those with you today. If you've ever wondered how to actually plan your week for success, listen up. In this episode, I'm sharing why weekly planning is so important for any area of your life and to be successful in it. I'm going to talk about how to plan your week and give you all my best tips, the tried and true things. And I'm sharing the common mistakes and challenges I know you've come up against because uh, you guys tell me, (laughs) like making plans and having them thrown off always or being too busy to plan. And I'll tell you what to do about that. By the end of this episode, trust me, you're going to nerd out like me and you're going to be so excited to plan your weeks because you're going to see how valuable it can be to helping you take action, to be productive, and to have more time for the good stuff in life. You know, the things that move you forward, the things that make life life, like snuggles and yoga classes, vacations, whatever that is for you. If you take action on the tips I share, you're never again going to overload your week and you won't end your Fridays with nothing done and even more actions on the to-do list than you started with. Instead, you'll hit and slide into Thursday and Friday with momentum, feeling proud of what you've achieved and ready to rest knowing you've accomplished what you set out to. No more wondering where your week has gone or wondering if you'll have time to do that thing you keep saying you need to do. From here on in, you're going to plan your weeks, be productive and stress-free, have time for fun yourself and others. Oh, and get your goals. So if you're ready for that, This week and next week, hack every week, and I know you are. Stay tuned because that's about to be your reality. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal getting strategies, and real life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Well, hello there, Golden Girl. Thank you so much for joining for a special episode on one of my favorite topics, weekly planning. If you know me, you know that I never stop talking about this. I am the biggest nerd about weekly planning, and frankly, I'm shocked it took me until episode number 39 to actually talk about this and dedicate an entire episode for it. But I promise it's been worth the wait, and I will make it worth your while. First, let's start this episode with a shout out to a. Bardai from Canada. I believe this is Almira. Uh So here's what Almira says. She says, my go-to podcast. Love listening to this podcast. Lisa has really interesting guests and I'm particularly loving her real estate and money podcast. Some huge insights and aha moments in them for me. Thank you so much for leaving that review. You guys, I want to give you a shout out. I so appreciate you listening and being a part of our community and I want to help bring in other people and let other people know that this is a great podcast for them too. So if you could please take a moment, leave a written review, especially if you're on Apple or share this with a friend, it would make all the difference in the world. So thank you so much to Almira for listening. I'm so glad that you're loving the real estate and money topics. There's more to come for you. Um, and thanks for taking the time to leave a review. It really means the world to me. All right. So let's start this topic by me telling you how my love affair with weekly planning began. (laughs) Can you tell already how nerdy I am about this? So about 10 years ago in my corporate job, uh, everyone had to take the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People course, you know, based on the Stephen Covey classic book. Great book, highly recommend it. Well, I did the course and learned a lot, but the biggest thing I started doing right away and have been super consistent on ever since is weekly planning. This one habit, like planning my weeks, has allowed me to do pretty much everything I've done over the last decade you might, this is kind of embarrassing, but I, I I feel open with you, so I will share. I started with really small goals. Literally, my first goal was to shampoo my hair every two days instead of every day. And then I decided to increase it to three. And then, hold on, then I wanted to go four. You can see I was a big dreamer then too. And I'm not even gonna tell you how long ago without shampooing my hair now. We don't. We don't need to talk about that. But that's where I started. Since then, you know, Getting back into reading after university burned me completely out of it. That that happened because of weekly planning. I've trained and ran seven half marathons. I've traveled to 34 countries and still counting when we're able to travel again. I've grown our real estate empire from having, well, first of all, no real estate to one door and now 22 doors and still expanding. It's allowed me to start and grow my business and work with incredible clients that range from entrepreneurs and executives, parents, and community leaders. It's helped me create this podcast because you better believe there were a lot of weekly (laughs) actions to make it happen and continue to happen today. It's helped me get featured in places like Fidelity, Huffington Post, and even get voted one of Vancouver's top mom bloggers in 2019. I credit it with being one of the reasons why we were able to become multimillionaires before we turned 30. And this is probably the biggest win is that I feel like I show up happy and intentional, not perfectly, but... Most days of my life, I really think I'm one of the most happy, positive people I know. And my relationships and my ability to be a a great mother and to be good for myself, those don't just happen by accident. It's because I take time to proactively plan for it and intentionally be it. Now, I share all these things not to say, hey, guys, look what I've done. I'm perfect. You know I'm the first one to tell you that I'm not. But what I want to say is that the biggest thread that's been consistent among all these goals, whether they're big or small, or business or financial or personal or hair, is that it's only they all have come true because I took action. Weekly planning is the biggest thing that's encouraged me and enabled me to, first of all, keep in the front of my mind what my goal is, and then take action consistently. Now, if you're not sold yet, you know my whole goal around being able to not wash my hair every every day didn't turn you. Maybe this will. This is why I believe and why weekly planning is so important for your success. The number one thing and the the biggest thing is that it helps you align your priorities. What you put in your calendar, what is in there, says everything about who you are and what you value and who you're becoming. It's up to you to make sure it's the right things on there. As Stephen Covey says, it's also so powerful and important to make time for the big rocks. Go Google Stephen Covey Big Rocks video if you've never seen it before. It's really good. But basically, you want to make sure that you plan for the big things, the most important things first. And then all the little things, they'll happen around it. So the little things are, you know... the. The, so- the someone interrupting you in the middle of your workday, the phone calls, the social media, uh, you know, doing laundry here and there. Those are the little things and they can happen around the bigger things, the things that are important, whether it's quality time with your family, whether it's having time to write for your blog, whether it is having time to build your website or work on the art that you want to do or take the exercise classes or run and train for the half marathon, whatever that is, those are your big rocks, whatever your priority is. And if you plan those first... All the little things will find their way around there. But if you start with just filling your day with all the little things, you know, you know this is true because it's happened to you. It happens to me some days too, not perfect on this. But if we don't, be into, if we're not intentional about those big things, the little things will take over the day and we won't get the big things that actually matter done. Weekly planning I find too is a really powerful way to keep your goals in front of your mind. So often we set them and forget them. When you're sitting down every week and looking at your goals, it's right there. You can't forget it. It also allows you to be proactive. And one of the most powerful things is that it helps you figure out where potential hiccups might come up. You know, what might happen and what might go wrong and how can you get ahead of it. And also make bookings for what's important, whether it's walks with friends or date nights or babysitters or spin class, massages, grocery, meal delivery, whatever it is. Uh, You can also plan your meetings or appointments that matter. And of course, if you do this all at once, it's an efficient way to quote batch your planning. And you guys know I like. I like batching. Uh, episode nine of Golden Girls podcast, well, seven, eight, nine, all about time management. Batching is one of the things I talk about. So, if you are convinced, and I hope that you are, because you're still here with me, let's talk about how to actually do this. And this is a process and tips that I've learned over literally the last decade. So, I'm going to boil it down for here for you to help make it easy. So, first, you've got to find a system or a format that works for you. It might be using paper, or it might be using a digital calendar. Everyone has their own thing. I personally really like paper. Now, if you haven't heard yet, our 100-Day Goal Getter Planner in general is officially out now, and obviously it features weekly planning. You'll see it in there every single week. And this is what I use. I built this planner off of the framework that I use, that my clients use, what I've used in the last four years as a goals coach, and I highly recommend it. So, you know, shameless plug, right in here, go and get one. There's a link in the show notes for you, or go to lisamichaud.com slash planners, and you can grab yours too. So highly recommend it. If you're not ready to commit uh, and that, you just want to test this out, that's okay. I mean, you can do this on a piece of paper if you want to. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can do it in like an email draft or you can even go get a free planner that I have for you guys at lisamichaud.com slash week. It'll give you a weekly planner and you can pick, you can either print it out or use the fillable PDF version. Personally, I like, like I said, I like things on paper. So uh, again, batch it. If you're going to print out the weekly planner, print 10 or more so you don't have to do extra work every week. The easier you can make it to do the important things, the better. So then what you're going to do is after you've picked, you know, a system or a format or maybe grab the planner, then what you're going to do is... Set aside 20 30 minutes each week at the same time to plan the next week. Friday afternoons are really good for this. Sunday evenings are really good or even Monday mornings. And that's when you want to sit down and actually do your weekly planning. When I sit down to do my planning, I always start, I've learned this over time, I always start with celebration and reflection. And I have did this because otherwise... This became a bit of an exercise in just moving my crappy to-dos onto the next week, onto the next week, and it felt like an energy-draining thing, and I wanted to change that up. So what I encourage you to do instead is to use this time to review your progress over the last week and get excited and proud. So often, we are guilty of not celebrating and not recognizing of how far we're coming. We only look at the big milestones and not celebrate all the steps that it took to get there, and then we hit the big milestone, and then we still never really celebrate. And I know some of you guys are nodding your head like, you know me, and I'm like, I I do know you. I see you. <laughs> so what I want you to do is to say, what are, what am I most proud of in the last week? What are you most proud of that you did? What is it that you achieved last week or moved ahead on? And it could be big or small. Heck, sometimes taking a break is a big accomplishment, right? So I want you to first get in the energy of fun and celebration first, no matter how big or small then what you can do is move ahead and plan the week ahead. But first, come from this place of recognizing that you made progress, that you're doing great things, and from that sense of pride and energy, that's going to set you up for success. So after you have identified what you're proud of and reviewed your progress, then I want you to look at and reflect and say, what are a few good things that happened to me last week? What is a decision I could have made last week that would have made things easier for me? You can, you know, come up with your own questions here if you want to. Again, these are things that I've, that I asked myself that I've kind of tweaked over time. Um, And of course, these things, I've put them into my 100-day goal-getter planner because they're the things that help me and I I think they'll help you too. But you can reflect on whatever's important to you, you know? Um, What were your favorite moments over the last week? What are you grateful for? All of these kinds of things. It's a chance to look back and ground yourself in what is. So once you've done that, you've celebrated, you've reflected, then it is time to plan your next week. And this is where the number one thing I say, and you heard me say this before, is I look at my goal, I'm always focusing on one big goal at a time, and I ask myself what steps will I take this week towards that goal? That is one of the biggest things. Now you might be wondering, and this is a question that often comes up, is like well, what about the other things? Like where do the dentist appointments, or my other goals, or health, or sleep, or family? Where does that fit in? All right. You guys know I'm an advocate for trying to create change one thing at a time, one goal at a time, because we just can't do all the things. That's one of the biggest mistakes people make, and I've made it too. Here's a little caveat though. Depending on your capacity, and only you know this, you may be able to do two or three things at once. And for some things are not necessarily like mutually exclusive. For example, maybe you can also commit to to eating five salads this week while you're also training for your half marathon and in fact those two things actually complement each other maybe you can still make progress on the community initiative that you're working on and you can still take 15 minutes a day to read so this is where you know you're your own best expert trust yourself if you're listening to this and you're like oh i always have too many things i never get the things done that i say i want to do then my friend break it down go boil it down to one thing that's important um if you're feeling like you have some capacity, you're in that space of life, that's okay. Maybe you can. You can try and do two things and that's all right there too. Now, what I'm just saying there is that it is possible to have some smaller goals too. But what I'd like to do instead and what I find, I think for myself, I'm an overachieving, people-pleasing perfectionist who likes to do all of the things. And that's why you guys listen to me because I help you to figure those things out because I know a lot of you struggle with it too. So what I like to do instead of setting multiple goals is I set intentions. And if those are things that I'm already doing that I just want to continue to do or to make small improvements with. I personally have two of these for myself and I review them weekly. So my first one's about my family and the second one's about me. So I'll just I'll share them with you in case you're interested. The first one is I'm living an incredible life in an exceptional marriage. I'm the happiest and most present wife and mama I can be. My second one is I am stepping into the woman I meant to be and the impact I I'm meant to have. I am my best self. I'm healthy, thriving, and inspired. I am energized as I grow and expand. So what I do with those two is I read them, I feel them, and then I ask myself, what am I going to do this week to be this person, to be the happiest and most present wife and mom I can be, to step into the woman I meant to be and to feel energized? This isn't, doesn't make it one more to do, but it reminds me to Focus on that and to take action and to be intentional about who I'm becoming. So that's where I feel like intentions, I differentiate them between goals. Goals is something I'm like actively trying to improve and get better at, and intentions are something that I've already, I'm already doing it. This is just helping me pay attention to it and maybe make little tweaks to it. So You maybe heard me say before, like, I do believe goals are intentions, but for the purpose of this weekly planning, and you'll see it in our 100-day goal-getter planner, I differentiated these two things, and I've included, actually, my, my second intention in there, because it's so, so fundamental to everything that you do, that you feel good, that you are healthy and thriving and energized. That, like, that's a foundation. It's a foundation for me. It's a foundation for you. The reason why I included it, you know, I include it for me. I'm sharing it with you. I have it in our planner. Is I think for women, this is one of our biggest downfalls. We don't take care of ourselves. And then we somehow still expect ourselves to be able to produce at a high level and to do all the things and to show up for everyone else and achieve these big goals when at the end of the day, or heck, at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, we are exhausted and depleted. So that that intention I do believe in. And I would encourage you to. If, if you don't already feel good, like I already feel like I'm stepping into the woman and the impasse and I feel really good. So for me, I can just build on that every week. If you don't, if you can't, that doesn't resonate with you, but you want that, set that as your goal and let that be the only thing you focus on because everything comes from you. Okay, so let me just give you a little bit more kind of what I, what I do. So I look at my goal, I look at my intention, and then I identify specifically what I will do towards that intention or towards that goal. So my grow, my goal really right now is to grow my business to inspire millions. So I identify things like the podcast episodes that I'm creating or releasing, the events that I'm leading, messages I might be sending out or connections I'm creating. I might set intentions around how I lead my team and, you know, anything that ties to this goal really. I also put in a subcategory of income producing activities because I'll be honest, I haven't always been the best at this. So this is evolving for me over time. This is something like a little bit of a nuance, but I, I wanted to share it with you so you can get a bit of a a lens and to see how I plan my weeks, what I'm doing to be intentional. So with my, you know, I'm my best self, I'm stepping into what I'm meant to be, that healthy, energized version, with that intention, I put workouts in there. I put meditation. I have to put evenings off on there. And I do that so I can still feel productive when I take time off. Isn't that – like that's so horrible to admit, but I – that that's just the truth. It's something that I'll probably have to work on down the road. But I have, you know, I'm looking at it right now, tonight, Friday, I am going to w- watch a movie and tomorrow I'm going to do some yoga and have a nice bath. Like I literally have to write that in and then I get to feel good because I'm also checking something off my weekly planning list. Um, a good way to test this is to say for yourself, you know, what's going to, how do I want to feel this week and what can I do to feel and be this person? That's what I ask myself and identify it, and then I do it. That's kind of the meat and potatoes. Now let's go and get a little more advanced here. First step is really to celebrate, reflect, and decide what you're going to do. And then what I want you to do once you know what you're going to do is to allocate an approximate time to each of the weekly actions you have on your planner. What you want to do is tally up then the total hours and making sure that you haven't given yourself too much to do. You only have 168 hours in a week. Between sleeping, you know, eight hours a day, probably needing a little bit of wind down time and a little wind up time on either end, some basic grooming and eating a couple hours a day, you know, if you're working eight hours a day, you end up with about 35 hours of time to do all the other things that you want or need to do. This is this is a true story. When I have put myself like, okay, these are the things I'm going to do this week and then I've estimated how long it's going to take me. I have planned for like 200 hour work weeks <laughs> all of it was so important. It had to get done obviously that was a recipe for setting myself up for disaster and failure. And that's why I share this. And if this if this resonates, if you're someone who often you get to the end and you're like, I still have all these things to do, I highly, highly recommend that you do this. That you take a guess on how long things are going to take you. You Put it next to the item and you say, okay, this this email might take me 30 minutes or an hour, this workout or whatever is gonna take me this long, and then tally it up because you do not want to remember, you only have 168 hours, talking eight hours-ish of work a day, an extra 35 hours of fun stuff, uh, maybe or child mining or whatever that looks like, or business building. So be conscious of how much you're putting in there. What you want to do then? So you've got your list, you know of things you're going to do. You know approximately how long it's going to take you. Then you want to actually physically block that time in your calendar to accomplish it. Whether this is a digital calendar or paper schedule, you're going to put those chunks in your calendar. Otherwise, when urgent things come up or temptations happen, it becomes really easy to forget about them. So this way, you at least see what your goals are. They're visual. It's there, and the only person that's going to make you change your priorities is you. Another little note, if you are, for example, let's say you're going to go to a workout class, Um, I would recommend putting that in your calendar. If you are, let's say your goal is to build your website this week and you know, think it's going to take you five hours on a Sunday to build your about page two things I say to do. Number one, way overestimate how long it's going to take you. I don't know if this resonates for you too, but it always takes me longer than I think. And number two, put in extra sessions. So if you think something's going to take you an hour, plan for two. If you want to get to the gym four times this week, plan for five or six because things are always going to come up and this is a great way to build in that buffer and give yourself some grace. At the end of all this, and here, this is like, hear me loud and clear, hear my fellow overachievers, your calendar should not be 100% full unless some of the things are things like downtime or nothing time or resting time. Ideally, and you'll have to figure out where this lies for you, I usually find having about 60% of my week planned with the rest of it flexible or even, sometimes even less, um, and giving myself lots of time and space, that's kind of an ideal number. And, As with everything, play with it, see what works for you, but you don't want to have it overscheduled or at least overscheduled to the point where if something goes wrong, it's going to throw off your entire week. It sounds counterintuitive. I know it does. But often the weeks that I have less actions or stuff planned, I actually get more done. And even if I don't get more done, I feel better about what I did do because I'm looking at all the things I did instead of the 15 things that I didn't do. So that really makes a big difference for me too. Here's one last little tip here for your planning that's really important is to, in that time, do the actual bookings and make it easier. What you want to do is you want to decrease the resistance and make it more likely that you'll actually follow through. So if you need to go somewhere for a certain item on your task, like build in the time to actually travel there. If you're doing a date night, you know, get a babysitter, book the restaurant, Send the meeting invite for the meeting that you want to have. Book the fitness class uh, or decide what workout you're going to do so that it's easier when that time actually comes. Pre-order your food, whatever you can do here. Like take it one level further. It might take you a little bit more time as you're sitting down, but to do it once a week, it makes it just so much easier. It makes your whole week just flow through and way simpler. All right, let's get into a next level tip. This is something I've just recently started doing and I'm really excited about it and it's been so powerful. So I want to share it with you. Include your family, your partner, and your work team in this. Troy and I have released, recently started doing this. It is awesome. We have some aligned goals, so it's great for that, uh, for us to figure out, like, what are you doing? What am I doing? How can, you know, are there any, um, I was about to use a project management term of, like, are there any things that are dependent on each other? But, like, you know, just he, is he waiting for something on me or I'm waiting for something on him? And can we be clear on that? It's super helpful for accountability, too. And honestly, the biggest thing, is that it's great for communication and clarifying expectations. What we found is that some of our arguments that we would have or frustrations or fights that we'd have that would happen midweek, it, would, it was often around who was doing what, what we're eating, who's looking after Sonoma. And it didn't stem from us like not wanting to be good parents or not wanting to be good partners or not supporting the other person's goals or anything like that. But it was because we didn't expect to have to go out and get the food or pick up the kid or look at or or any of those things. So now what we do is we open up our calendars. We always start with like, how do you want to feel this week? What's going on? Like some weeks we need more rest and more spaciousness. Some weeks we want to, we're, we're feeling great. We got to get things done. So we start there. We commit to what we are going to do and what actions we're going to take. And together we review our calendar. We anticipate any roadblocks. We talk about things like, okay, who's picking her up here? Or, you know, just a heads up. I have this dinner that's happening then. Or I want to go to this workout class. Can you watch her? We're just super open about that. And and I ask Troy at the same time. I'm like, what do you, what do you need? Like, can do you want to have a morning off? Well, then I'll go and plan to take Sonoma to the park or do something like that. So it's really about communicating. And this took us nine years to get here in our marriage, like a long time. Um, I think at the very least, you know, if you don't have the actual sit-downs, make sure you're communicating. Who's doing pickups? With your boss, you know, let your boss know if you're leaving early. Let your team know if there's a particularly busy day that you're going to need their support with. Let your family know if there's a busy day that you need them to have a little more grace with you. Most challenges come from mismanaged expectations or misinterpretations. When you're proactive about this at the start of the week, it makes everything run smoother and it avoids these honestly uh, completely avoidable arguments and frustrations that come up. So those are the best tips and how to actually plan your week. Now let's talk about some of the common challenges that I know you probably have and what to do instead. And I want to say thank you to all of you who messaged me your questions and challenges because I love to create content that answers and helps you out. So keep doing it. If you ever have questions or thoughts, let me know. This is what I'm here for and I love doing this. All right. So one of the questions that came up was, what do you do when meetings and surprises pop up? You know, like you make a plan and then it changes or life happens. This is why I always say to add in buffer time because things are going to come up. If your basement floods, uh, duh, you're going to have to stop building your website so you can go stop that leak. So that's the tactical answer. Build in buffer time. Like I said, plan around 60% of your week so there's space for the surprises and you get the important stuff done. Overestimate how long it's going to take you to do that. That will really help you. Now, you know, I also love going deeper than just strategies. So I'm going to go deeper on two levels here. Pay attention to the patterns. If this is something that is consistently happening for you, and it's happened to me, so I'm not saying this to judge, but there's often patterns and this is something for you to look into and to change. Maybe what you do for the next couple of weeks is start a note on your phone or maybe next to your desk and make a note of all the, quote, you know, surprise meetings or the pop-ups or the, the things that come up and that they're urgent and they throw you off. And then pay attention and notice what the trends are. What is it? Is it always your boss coming in with last minute requests? Is it your kids interrupting uh, when you're working from home? Is it team members coming to you or clients or what is it? Because when you know what the pattern is, then you can see what to do about it. Maybe it is setting better boundaries. Maybe it's having morning team meetings uh, or with your boss so you can get the expectations outlined or maybe it's creating a closed door policy. Maybe there's stuff that needs to be delegated or outsourced or responsibilities to reassign. But if you don't actually look at what it is that's getting in your way, you don't know how to solve it. Now, let's go even deeper. Are you ready? This is the deeper pattern. Ask yourself and check in because this is something that I've learned. Are you always saying yes? Are you always coming to the rescue of other people? And what are you getting from this? Uh, This is something for me as a people pleaser, you know, do you – here's some questions that I will share that were big uh ahas for me. Do you feel good when you're being validated? Do you get like the validation or the credit that you get from being, quote, always available and always willing to help? This is a pattern I noticed in myself for people pleasing. I say a lot of yeses. I always offered to help. And then I would always blame it that, you know, things came up. And when I actually got deeper, I realized that this was my pattern, that my pattern was that I always offered to help. I wanted to please. I wanted to be nice and be the good girl and be really well-liked. And that was actually getting in my way, and it's something that I'm continuing to work through, but it's getting in the way of the things that are important to me and that matter to me. So that's what I want to say. First, start with the tactical. Build in the buffer time. Also, notice the patterns. Some can be resolved with better communication, better boundaries, or reassigning or redelegating. And then look deeper. What is causing your pattern of things always coming up? Are you a people pleaser? Are you a perfectionist and things are taking you way too long? Uh, What are you not setting proper boundaries in multiple areas of your life? What is that? Um, What are you getting from it? And how is that maybe inadvertently showing up in your life? So that's what I want to say to that. Like there's a surface level answer and then some deeper ways for you to go in. Okay. Next question that came up is, my calendar is too busy for planning. This is so common. This is like one of the biggest things I see. A common trend is that for anybody who is a planner, we tend to plan ahead. So the next few weeks in your calendar are usually busy. If you have a big goal or you want to make a change. So for example, you want to get up earlier or you want to set sun- Saturdays or Sundays aside to start your blog or your book, or you want to take yoga teacher training. You might have to wait a few weeks until, you know, the kids swim lessons are done on Saturdays or your evening commitments for the next few weeks are clear. If it's a short term thing, which I think probably most of the time it is, then go right now and block the time ahead. Like if it's three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, go ahead and block that time for whatever you need. That's the thing. Usually it's just the first, the next couple of weeks are busy. But if you allow that to be a continuous trend of the next few weeks are always busy, you're never going to get out of this. So if it's a short-term thing, that's all you have to do is look ahead a few weeks, block the time, and then you'll have it in there. And then of course, stay committed to that, which, uh, Listen to the answer to the last question if you can't stay committed to that. What's the pattern there? What are you getting from it? Go a little deeper if you can't seem to make that time happen. So let's also talk about some tough love because if you look in your calendar and for the foreseeable future, there is no time, there's nothing, then my friend, you need to create some massive change because you ultimately are in charge of your life and you are in charge of your calendar and at the end of the day, this is up to you. I say this with complete awareness and understanding and this is not something that you change instantly. It's not something you change overnight. I realize you probably can't just, you know, quit your second job or make the kids grow up and co- go to college instantly. But as many, you know, you've, seen, you've heard the quotes, if you don't have time for a laugh, you don't have a life, right? If nothing changes, nothing changes. And it might be time for an overhaul. I want to acknowledge here that some situations are tough. Financial times can be tough. You're looking after small kids, aging parents. You are maybe sick yourself or you have a startup, whatever that is. Some of these things you choose and some of them you don't. And so I don't want to make – I don't want to just say like, you have control, fix it today. That's not what this is about. But at the end of the day, if you stay stuck here, if you say – and if you – believe. And if your life is always too busy, then you'll always be too busy. And I want you to shift from being a victim of your calendar to being in charge of that. And even if it doesn't mean it changes instantly or in the next two months or even six months, I want you to change your perspective on this. So if you can get on board with this with me, and I hope you do, you know, look at your calendar when you're in charge of it and look at it creatively and from an empowered place and say, what am I spending time on? It can be super helpful to go back and Track your time for the last couple of weeks and see what's happened. Check in and say, what's actually most important to me? What am I doing that someone else could be doing? You know, what could I stop doing? What am I tolerating in my life? What would make me feel like I had more time? How can I build in more time in the next few weeks? How can I create more space, more control in my calendar in the next six months, the next one year, the next five years? Again, if you're so jammed up, if you're so jammed up like the next five years, you can't do anything. This is not going to be instant, but you've got to get started today, my friend. Got to get started. Go back and listen. Episode 7, eight, 9 of Golden Girls Podcast, all about time. It's seriously a masterclass on time. We talk about mindset, perspective, priorities, capacity, and all these things play into time management. It's not just a straight number. And of course, I give you some tools to help you out. So go listen to that if this is something that's still an issue for you. I think what we talk about there plays in really nicely to this episode too. All right here's another one <laughs> you guys said. Uh, one of the biggest things you struggle with is overestimating what you can accomplish in a day or a week. And then the result is that you feel like you never have enough time to do it all. Go back and do an audit. Figure out how long you thought it would take you and then how long did it actually take. You can do this backwards or you can do this for the next week ahead. And be honest. You know, Did you overestimate what you could do? I've told you before, I've done this. I'm so guilty of it. So give yourself grace and have a laugh at how ridiculous I was trying to squeeze in 200 hours of work in a week. (laughs) And know that if there, that I can do it, that there is so much hope for you. Uh, And it's a process. The step I shared also about estimating how long things take should really help with that. Um, And if you're still getting off track, make sure you're overestimating how long things are going to take. Give yourself a buffer time and honestly track this for a week. Figure out what's going on. Use an app like Toggle or grab my free 168-hour tracker if you want to use a spreadsheet or print it out, and there's a link in the show notes there too. You got to do an audit, get some data, figure out what's really going on. That's going to help you there. Um, that's going to give you a place to start, and again, then you can always go deeper and figure out what patterns, what's coming up here, um, but start there. Start with doing an audit of how long you thought it was going to take you and what it's really taking you, and adapt from there. Okay, and now I'm going to give you guys just one more little poke here because I know a lot of you guys have given up really fast and you've tried it for a week and it didn't work. This is not an excuse. This is an opportunity to figure out what will work better. Remember, this is 10 years of learning and figuring it out. So be honest with yourself. Did you not give it enough time? Did you try and plan too much? Did you not communicate expectations? And if it's any of those things, you know, go back and listen to this episode again. Make sure you're actually implementing all of the tips I suggested. Maybe not all at once, but try one every week. Or heck, ask yourself, you are your own best expert. What was the biggest challenge you faced? Be your own coach. And I, like, what would you suggest to someone else in that situation do? Did you not follow your plan? And I'll be honest, sometimes I schedule things for my, myself like the gym and then I bail on myself because I can. It's not about... Instead of resigning myself to the fact that, well, I just can never go to the gym, I can't keep a commitment to to myself, I found ways to work with it. Like I've scheduled it with a friend or book a class so I actually show up. Basically what I want to say is don't quit if it doesn't work perfectly the first time. It's just like anything else in life. You have to experiment and play and evolve and be curious about what's not working. Don't make it that you're not good enough or you can't figure it out or this isn't for you. Be creative and try again. Try something new. Try something different. Remember, this is a process, and these tips have taken me ten years and a lot of trial and error, a lot of working with clients to figure this out. And now you're ten years ahead of me, literally. So don't don't waste that ten year advantage on quitting, my friend. You got this. So now you know why weekly planning is so important for your success in any arena and every area of your life. You know how to actually plan your week. All I'm giving you all my best tips here, even some advanced ones. And you know the common mistakes that come up and what to do about it. You know what to do if things come up and, you know, how to take back control of your calendar in the short term and long term. You're going to audit if things are taking you too long and figure out what's happening and you are not going to quit. Golden Girls, I hope that as nerdy as this sounds, that you are excited to plan your week because you see how valuable it can be to helping you take action, to be productive and have more time for the good stuff in life, the things that... Are really joyful for you, the things that move you forward, like good movies or walks or whatever it is that you love to do. And now it's your turn. I want you to take action on the tips that I share. I don't want you to overload your week and end up your Friday again with nothing done and even more actions on your to-do list and all that guilt that comes with that. And I know you don't want that either. If you haven't already, go grab my free weekly planner. And of course, obviously, I'm going to say this again, even better, go grab my whole 100-day goal-setting methodology, and my weekly planning, which is all put in, put into the brand new 100-day goal-getter planner and journal now available on Amazon. So this is for you. This has like been built for you if you sometimes struggle to stay focused. If you end up with too many to-dos and you've ever gotten stuck on your goal-setting journey, this is here to help you move through it. There's a couple things that make this planner unique. Number one, it's Combines in a really unique way the big picture of you know the important things in life, but also helps you take action on it, and that's important. You know, it's, I imp- believe in the dreaming, and also you got to take action and keep moving. It's also a really nice blend of the left brain and right brain, or the woo and the do. There's some visualization exercises, and we talk about feelings and emotions, and also we get things done in it. So it's a really cool blend of those two things. I also recognize that you wear a lot of hats. You're busy. And so that's why we built in the self-care aspect, that intention, because you've that's important. You got to feel good. And that's what some one of the things that really makes this planner unique is that it's not about dropping all the other things in your life for the sake of productivity or for the sake of a goal. It's about enhancing who you already are and giving you the space for the things that you also want to create. This planner is going to help you create focus on one goal and momentum. And also, something that makes it unique is that it's undated because, uh, let's be real, how many undated or how many half full planners do you have on your shelf? Uh, or just me? Uh, and I know there's a lot of guilt that comes from that. I was like, oh, I should, I wasted that planner. It's undated. So if you take a weekend off, if you take a vacation, you can come back to it. You haven't wasted your money. You haven't wasted your time. You can just keep going. So, that's that's my pitch. That's what I want to say. I really believe in it. I want you to go grab it. Grab one for your friends. Then make a great gift for yourself, your team, your friends, uh, your family, whoever that is. And um, if you're listening in 2020, this is the lowest price it will ever be because 2020, I want to keep it as low as I can for you guys. Um, there's a link in the show notes, lisamichaud.com slash planners. I truly, truly hope that you enjoy it. Oh, get ready, you guys, because you know, whether you grab my planner or not, I, you know, I hope you do because I love it. And I'm really proud of it. I think it'll really help you. But also if you just decide that you're just going to start planning your weeks on a piece of paper or in your calendar, that's great too. Or grab the free weekly planner. I'm really excited for you because I know that when you practice and consistently plan your weeks, you're going to end up with more momentum and feel proud of what you've achieved. And you're going to be ready to, to rest in the evenings and the weekends knowing that you've accomplished what you've set up to do. From here on in, hear me out, give me, give me your like pinky swear me that you are going to plan your weeks and you're going to be productive and stress-free. You're going to have time for fun and yourself and others and get your goals. If you're ready for that this week and next week and I mean every week, come on, then grab your planner and start this week. Put the time in your calendar to plan, print out my free planner, grab your 100-day goal getting planner and get going. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening and letting me nerd out on all things weekly planning. Thank you also for submitting your questions. It helps so much. And I hope that when you hear this, you know that I'm speaking right to you, that I so appreciate you. And I want these I want these tips to help you out. Um, truly, you are the best. You're the best community I can ever ask for. I hope you have an incredible week this week and all of the ones to follow